Hello and welcome to the March 4th, 2019 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. It is awesome to have everybody here with me today. And of course, it's always wonderful to be out there with you as well. Now, if I'm being honest, I really did not think that I would be recording a podcast as early as today, let alone any time within the next week or two based on some of the events that took place, uh, let's see, Sunday, Saturday, about three days ago, which would have been on Friday. As a matter of fact, I even had the audacity to go onto Twitter and make the announcement that I was in the hospital with my wife. Uh, for those of you who uh, do not remember or, or are not caught up with Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast, Mr. Joe has another child that is due. And uh, we haven't come up with a make-believe name for that child yet, but we'll get there. Th- that child will be a girl, be my fourth child. That child is due on March 17th. And on Friday, we were completely convinced that my pregnant wife was getting ready to deliver. Now, I was at work, and I got a, a nerve-wracking phone call from my wife in which she expressed to me that she actually could not see that her vision was so blurred that she couldn't get up off the couch. Now, the last pregnancy, she had the exact same thing. We went into the hospital, same exact symptoms. They sent us home, and 10 hours later, she was delivering a baby. So she also had extremely, uh, I guess you could call them intense, what she thought to be contractions, And when we got to the hospital, because of her blurred vision, you know, you just can't take a chance on that, everybody. You just can't. Um, We went and we stayed for hours and hours and hours and no baby. Why? Because she wasn't ready. Unfortunately, her blood pressure had spiked a little bit. You have to be very careful with pregnancy and something called preeclampsia. Uh, it's very dangerous condition, so we had to monitor that all weekend. She continues to monitor it today while I'm at work. She's actually at her doctor right now. But the moral of the story is, no Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast baby. And my wife is done. She's miserable. She's absolutely had it. Absolutely had it. And I have to tell you, I'm, in, I'm extremely excited about the baby. I had these thoughts, not, not only just with this child, but very similar to the thoughts that I had with uh, my first guy, Mickey, with my second wife. I just couldn't believe it was happening. I, I wasn't ready for anything. And I said to myself, well, when it happens, it happens. And I'll make sure that I'm ready. And man, what a miserable time. That was, and I'll tell you why, it was a beautiful event, but I specifically remember one of the most, I guess you could say, annoying things that went on had nothing at all to do with the baby. I remember the very first um, 
thing that I had to do was run home, stay with my little dogs, and kind of just wait because she wasn't ready to deliver, but I was going to get that phone call at 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. And sure as anything, 2 o'clock in the morning, I did get a phone call. I had to rush over to the hospital, and she had my little guy uh, a couple of hours later. Moral of the story is, it was so annoying that I was still on Suboxone at that time. As a matter of fact, I feel like my entire life, at some point, anything that was important or I had to be somewhere for was always scheduled around my dosing of Suboxone. And I always had to make sure that I had it on me because I was afraid that if I, and I'll give you an example, in the hospital um, at, let's say, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, well, I'm used to taking my Suboxone, let's say, at 6, 7 a.m., now I don't have it on me. It's going to be a nightmare if I'm still around and I start withdrawing. The moral of the story is this. This is one of the first times in a very long time that I have the luxury to deal with a life-altering or life-changing or significant life event in which I do not have to worry about being on some type of a drug that is going to keep me functioning, so to speak. Believe me, I've been down the road with many, many drugs and many different avenues and many different life-changing experiences in which I knew that I needed whatever fix I was on, whether it be um, smoking marijuana, I had to be high to be at this event, whether it was snorting cocaine, I had to be um, you know, high as a kite for that event. Uh, if if it was something else, you know, Oxycontin, whatever it was. But, you know, Suboxone, to some extent, fell into the same category in the sense where if whatever I was doing lasted longer than I anticipated it to and it kind of ventured in to my Suboxone dosing time, it was always an extremely, uh, extremely tense and, and stressful situation for me. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm extremely grateful that this time around, no Suboxone in my system, and I could just run to that hospital anytime, any day, like it was just any old day, <laughs> you know? And unfortunately, when you are hindered by something such as Suboxone, and I don't want to really call it a hindrance, especially to those of you who are have are seeking or right now taking medication-assisted treatment uh, works wonders and it could definitely clean you, keep you clean and save your life undoubtedly but you know if you're on it for an ex- extended period of time three years and you're now functioning on Suboxone and cannot do a damn thing unless you are on your Suboxone it's kind of disappointing to somebody especially somebody who ultimately is not utilizing it for the correct reasons. And for me, it was just really, ultimately, I think it was just an off-label antidepressant. It's really what it comes down to. So whenever I get the call for this baby to be delivered, it doesn't matter where I'm at or what I'm doing. I'll be able to go And feel free of the fact that I do not have to dose at a certain time so I can enjoy the birth of my child without worrying about whether or not I'll go into withdrawals. Now, big question here that I think is on everybody's mind in terms of Mr. Joe's mental health. As you all know, it's been a very difficult uh, couple of weeks, maybe a month or so. Mr. Joe has been challenged with the 
the the bipolar state of depression over the course of the last few weeks to an extent in which I've never really dealt with it before. A couple of times in which I thought I was headed to a mental institution, thought I would have to be hospitalized, really thought many times that I just could not go on. Uh, a number of days in which I spent the majority of my time crying, and it's been rough. It really has it's been rough. Not anything that not anybody of you out there is not used to, but it's been rough. And what I will say is a few days ago, my sister, my beautiful, wonderful sister, uh, wrote me a text message. And I always keep her up to date on what I'm feeling. And she's always been a very big support system for me. So, of course, you know, when I'm depressed and she knows I'm depressed, I'll reach out. I'll let her know. She'll check in on me um, because she's the one person that at least one of the people that always seems to say the right thing. And what I mean by that is, is it's not always, oh, hang in there and nothing is wrong, just get through it. She's always very supportive and very concerned and she always makes me feel better. Not necessarily better about my depression, but kind of keeps me in tune or in check in terms of the light at the end of the tunnel and reminds me that it's only temporary. Well, the other day I got a text message from my sister and she was checking in with me after several days of me reporting to her on how depressed I was. And, of course, she asked me, how are you feeling today, Joe? And my answer to her a few days ago was essentially to my sister... I feel completely normal. I woke up and I feel completely normal. I feel absolutely 100% normal, like nothing is wrong at all. Three days ago, woke up generally happy, generally happy, certainly not sad. I don't even want to say manic. I don't want to say hypomanic. I don't want to say any of the uh, bipolar mood swing labels. I want to just say I woke up feeling completely 100% stable. And it was exciting. It was like the fog had lifted from Mr. Joe. And it, it's it's so confusing to me. It really is. Bipolar is such a confusing disorder, and I feel like we have not spent enough time discussing just how confusing and how devastating that this disorder can sometimes be. Yes, we've talked about my personal life and my drug addictions and my ups and my downs and some of the symptoms associated with mania and depression. We've focused on schizoaffective disorder and anxiety and all of those things that absolutely go along with a bipolar podcast. But we've never really spoken in general about the horrific confusion that sometimes occurs, more times than not, when it comes to bipolar disorder. And again, so often I will ask myself the same question over and over again, depending on uh, whatever mood swing I just came out of or just experienced. I will literally say to myself, how the hell did I get here? I am so confused about my 
confrontation with bipolar disorder sometimes that I actually have to ask myself how on earth I got to where I am. Now, one of the biggest issues with Mr. Joe in the past has always been the fact that I deal with this bipolar confusion and it leads me into these unknown entities and landscapes and places and, um, I don't even know, stores and houses and friends and family and sometimes I don't even know where the hell I am, but when it leads me to these places, it's really, really important that we ask somebody, anybody, for help because while we may be physically lost wherever we've traveled to and sometimes don't even know how the hell we've gotten there, if we don't ask for help quick enough, we will eventually get lost in our own minds. And ultimately, that's what usually happens with Mr. Joe. And it's a perfect example in terms of how I woke up a few days ago. I felt fine. felt like nothing had happened. felt completely stable. And I honestly asked myself how the hell I got to where I was. It was almost like I couldn't remember the last few weeks of depression gone. Gone. And to give you an example of how I've been in situations in which my mind has been so gone and so lost, I'll give you an example. I might have reported on this many, many um, podcasts ago, but uh, there was a time in which my wife had, I don't want to say forced, but begged me or insisted or Uh, I guess, talked me into going to a wrestling event on my own. And she bought me tickets. It was about 15 minutes from my house. And I've mentioned many times how much I love wrestling. And the decision to go uh, literally would flip-flop back and forth over and over again. I didn't make the decision until the night of the event. As a matter of fact, it was like one of those impulsive decisions, of course, that we make. And I just made a comment like, wow, it would have been great to be there. And she ended up talking me into going on my own and ended up buying me tickets, downloaded them on the internet, and I drove there. And um, in order for me to do something like that alone, and I've done things alone many, many times. I've gone to movies alone, I've eaten alone, and clearly I've gone now to you know, special live events alone. Uh, I usually have to be in a very certain heightened state of mind to even want to go through with that. Because let me tell you, if there is even an ounce of depression within my mind and body, you are not going to see Mr. Joe get into a car and go to a live wrestling event on his own. But I distinctly remember that wrestling event because of the fact that I was so confused when I left. And clearly I was in a bipolar mood swing. And what I mean by that is when I got to the event, I parked. And although I looked in the parking lot as to where I was to make sure that when the event was over that I could easily head back to my car and find it because it's an absolute nightmare when you're coming out of a stadium and there's so many people and you're walking and you know if you don't know where you parked you're pretty much screwed is really what it comes down to you'll be walking around forever and I remember that particular night it was actually below 
the freezing mark. It was probably anywhere. It was probably in single digit, digits, absolutely freezing, completely freezing. Um, and when I left the event, it was like the moment I walked through those doors and looked out into the parking lot, I completely forgot where I parked. And I just started walking, walking to a spot in which I thought I parked my car. By the time I got there, I realized that I was nowhere near where I should be. And I had realized that I've, I just went too far. And of course, what does Mr. Joe do in single-digit weather? I keep walking and walking and making one horrible decision after another, completely freezing, no gloves, no hat, and to the point where I actually had to beg a security guard to let me back in out of the freezing cold, and he looked at me like I was absolutely insane because I had no idea where my car was parked. And he allowed me to warm up a little bit, and what did I do? I went back out there, and I, I started walking again, walking again. And I essentially had to wait until basically, I would say, the event held about 12,000 people. Ultimately, until 12,000 cars pulled out of this parking lot after walking in circles with no direction and completely confused, I was able to finally find my car when it was parked by itself. And let me tell you something. This was not the first time that my bipolar confusion led me far, far away from reality and logic. And obviously it, it's not going to be the last. Uh, you know, during Mr. Joe's entire life, guys, I honestly have been lost and confused so many times, physically and mentally, I couldn't even put a number on how many times I've felt that way because of my bipolar disorder. I mean, there was even a time a little bit more recently uh, when I spent literally hundreds and hundreds of dollars over the course of several days um, on things like computer parts and wrestling figures and sports figures, and you want to go back even further... Drugs, drugs that I didn't even think I'd be able to use. And I just would start buying them and buying them. And it's like you ask yourself, how the hell did I get here? You literally have to ask yourself, how did I get here? How the hell did I buy all these things? When these things start showing up and I'll, I'll never forget, I bought hundreds of wrestling figures and I set them all up on a, on, a, on a bar area and then one day I just walked down into my basement and I'm like, what the hell did I do? How the hell did I get here? Like, kind of like the time I got lost while at wrestling. Just simply unaware of my surroundings and to be honest, everybody, most often than not, I'm also completely unaware of my own mental state at that particular time. And which with each and every step of the way, and each and every thought that enters my mind, that confusion gets bigger and bigger or becomes more and more. And yet again, I'm so lost that sometimes people will talk to me and I don't even remember what they said only minutes before they said something. Now, I also know, and I've spoken about this many, many times, that all too familiar confusion of the morning after or even the incident after a particularly 
horrifying episode. Um, you know, now, sometimes I'll go to bed, and that sleep or that um, rest will briefly clean out my brain. And then all of a sudden I wake up and again I ask myself, what the hell happened? Really? I mean, for me, the bipolar confusion is, a, uh, I guess you could say, a collective, a collective group of short and, learn, short and long-term memory issues, obsessive thinking, and an array of impulsive decisions, and I'm sure many of you can relate to that, and essentially the normal way that a person thinks gets completely shut down, especially when I'm cycling, and I'm cycling fast, and going through those episodes. And when I'm confused, especially with mania, I can't literally even access the part of my brain that was literally exploding with mania, or for that matter, the part of my brain that was dying from depression, can't even access that part, it's almost like I'm so confused that none of it makes sense. I mean, our ups and downs simply do not make any sense. So I just got a phone call. I put everybody on hold. That was my wife, and she just left the doctor. And I apologize if this was uh, a good podcast that terribly went wrong, uh, because I was probably in the middle of saying something, and uh, obviously I always forget where, uh, there you go, okay, confusion, got no clue where I was even at, to be honest with you, but my wife is three centimeters dilated, and she's 50% aphased, for those of you who have children, you'll know what that means, for me, ultimately it means that I better get my crap together, and understand that at any moment, any time, any day, I'm going to be running to that hospital and delivering a new baby. And it makes me really, really excited. Like, I'm so blessed and I'm so excited for this. I really am. Um, so anyway, I, I got a little emotional there. Um, I love that. I love that when there are good things in my mind rather than those obsessive thoughts. Because those obsessive thoughts, ultimately those horrible, obsessive thoughts that Mr. Joe always complains about, and probably has more than I have regular thoughts. Um, those obsessive thoughts, they, they basically close off everything in my mind, uh, except for whatever that thought is that just keeps going around in circles and circles and circles, and I'm fixated on that one particular obsessive thought and I literally can't understand anything else. So you want to talk about bipolar confusion? Damn. I've been cursing a lot today, too, by the way. No real curses, but, you know, the dams and the hells. I don't know. Anyway, um, but, you know, impulsive thoughts. I mean, man, when they come through, or, or those obsessive thoughts, I can't understand anything else. And then it's amazing, because after I'm out of whatever usually manic mode that I'm in, I get to that point where I'm done thinking about whatever I was fixated on, and then it's like, I'm confused again, and I don't even remember why I was thinking about it. I mean, because really, 
if you think about it, bipolar thinking really simply makes zero sense at all. And if we try, like, to make sense of what is happening in our bipolar world, unfortunately, we only get more confused. And that's what I'm starting to realize lately. Um, By nature, I mean, bipolar disorder, of course, is confusing. And unfortunately, in my situation, confusion is the end result of that rapid ultra-cycling. And the more I cycle, and the more mixed episodes I have, unfortunately, my confusion gets worse. And it's, it's so important, obviously, to take our medicine to have a healthy support system around us, to work on preventing those mood swings by coping with stress a little bit better. If I could do all those things, then usually I could prevent that confusion. But unfortunately, what it comes down to, everybody, is once Mr. Joe is confused and lost in the wilderness, so to speak, it's very, very difficult to pull out of it. The, the one thing that is important, though, is if I was to give any kind of advice in terms of our own confusion, if we were able to self-identify that we were lost and confused, maybe then we could ask somebody for help, like our wife or our husband or a friend or anybody. But the problem is, a lot of times we don't accept that we're lost and confused because we're in one of our bipolar moods. And again... When we get out of it, we're even more confused and more lost. So sometimes I think the only way to get rid of that bipolar confusion once it sets in is to ultimately rely on the reality of those that I trust more than anything. The ones that I know can keep me grounded, the ones that I know can settle me down, because ultimately bipolar disorder, it does not reason with reality, doesn't reason with logic. It doesn't reason with things that make any kind of a sense in the world, but at least others can keep me safe, I would like to think. And I hate to lean on people, but guess what? With bipolar disorder, sometimes we have to lean on others. And when we are confused out of our brains, out of our wackadoo brains, You know what? A lot of times we're confused about what we've just put somebody through and how we've just hurt somebody and how we could have just done what we've done. So essentially that person oftentimes is not even somebody that we can go to to try to get unconfused because we've just hurt them so much. And I cannot tell you the number of times that I've woken up with my wife afterwards, going back about five years ago, but... Not so much, even before I was recently medicated a little over a year ago, um, in which, you know, I would wake up from naps or wake up from, you know, sleep and, and, and I'd be even more confused, really, based on whatever just transpired with my wife and myself. And I can't even understand when she tells me why I would even pick a topic like that to fight over. It's It's unbelievable. It actually makes me somewhat sick, to be honest with you, that a person's mind can be so distraught and so confused that cognitively 
we essentially lose all of our ability to reason and to understand and to make sense of whatever might have just transpired because bipolar confusion (laughs) is a complete shutdown of that normal cognitive functioning level and it's unfortunate, it really is. So I'm here to complain about bipolar disorder today and not because I want sympathy or empathy but because I need everybody to understand that as successful as Mr. Joe will often sometimes sound, my work is going well, my marriage is going well, I'm having more children. It's important for everybody to understand that bipolar disorder really stinks. It really, really does. And I don't know if there's anything that I could really make light of when it comes to bipolar disorder, especially when I'm in that confused bewildered state. Yeah, can I sit here and say there have been manic moments or hypomanic moments in which I enjoyed myself? Sure. I can't remember them <laughs> because it's too too confusing. Because the entire disorder is just too confusing. So I believe that um, if we can work to prevent those extreme mood swings through the combination of taking our medication on a daily basis, attending our therapy sessions, listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast, and surrounding yourself with with a very healthy and supportive environment, then hopefully we can usually prevent that bipolar confusion. So... I mean, that's the only thing that I could recommend right now is just to make sure that you concentrate on keeping all those things as a part of your, um, really your everyday battle with bipolar disorder. Because then, then maybe it wouldn't be so difficult to pull ourselves out of that horrible feeling that we're feeling. But for what it's worth, I will say this. That Mr. Joe feels pretty damn good today, and I'm happy to report that. And the only other thing I could ask for is that my audience is having a good day as well. I hope you are. And um, if at all you need to report to me or you need to ask me any questions, of course, you could always reach out at MrJoeBP at Yahoo.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Bipolar Joe. And again, my Twitter followers and friends, I apologize if I got people excited over the fact that Mr. Joe is having a new baby because I am not. But it seems like it's going to happen any day, so be prepared and I will keep you guys all posted on the progress. And as of now, the only other thing I ask is that everybody continue to work hard, continue to um, take care of yourselves. You're not alone here. We're a family. We always will be. And thank you again for listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. In closing, I'd like to say if you are currently living with a mental illness and you're doing well, I ask that you continue to work hard. If you love or you care about somebody with a mental illness, I ask that you continue to support that person in the very best way that you know how. And if you are struggling right now with a mental illness, I ask you to continue to fight to battle, and most importantly, soldier on. Thank you so much for listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Everybody have a great day. I'll talk to you again real soon.